You're now tuned into the hottest podcast in the world, the Stay Woke Podcast, right here on the SonicBreakdown.com. Man, it's time to wake up. Time to wake up. Get this cake up. Get this cake up. Only thing I care about is switching. Welcome back to another Stay Woke Podcast. This is D-Ray Brenton, and you know the Stay Woke Podcast is presented by the SonicBreakdown.com. Go over there and check out one of our articles or reviews. And today, again, is going to be another Rapture discussion, and this is going to be part five. If you haven't uh, listened to part one through four, go listen to those now. They are already up on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, basically anywhere you think you can listen to podcasts, it's probably there. So go check it out. As, as of usual, we have uh, Damon back again for another Mr. Transman um, from the Vibrations podcast to help with this podcast or help with this episode. And it's going to be two chains. Two chains. <laughs> As normal, let's start out with what did you know about two chains before before this episode? Other than his slogan, practically nothing. And uh, yeah, I know he was featured on a lot of other songs. True. <laughs> yeah, there you go. But in in terms of a background, I didn't really know much about him. Then again, all these all these new artists, with the exception of Nas and a little bit of Dave East and whatnot, um, I didn't really know too much about him. To, to begin with, but two chains. I just heard one of his songs, of course, back then. One of those sort of things. I did, but this time, out of all the artists so far, this was the one I didn't really do any research on. Too <laughs> like I just kind of was like, oh, this sort of music, there's no interest really. So I didn't really go out my way or whatnot. So other than a slogan, for me, not as much. That's kind of my background. For me, uh. I'm very familiar with Two Chains. I've kind of seen the rise of Two Chains because at the time uh, when he was coming out, I was actually in Atlanta, so I knew about his uh, mixtapes way before everybody else did. I knew I knew he was a Titty Boy before people knew him as Two Chains. That's he was known as Titty Boy. Titty. Oh, so that's, I thought I heard that. I was yeah, like, wait, let that, me do a double. That take. was that was his name before Two Chains, and he got the name Two Chains because. It, it's basically, it represents a second chance, the chance to renew again, because he's felt that was kind of like a running theme in his life is he felt like he's had several second chances as he kind of brought up him being in juvie. He was uh, at a point, he was a highly recruited basketball uh, player, and then he got into some more legal issues. Oh, yeah. And then uh, he was a rapper. And th- before, like I said, he was titty boy, that kind of fell through and came back out again as two chains and, you know, again, his second chance. So that's kind of like a repeated theme that he expressed previously. And so that's why for me, I kind of already knew a lot about him prior to this. If you listen to other podcasts, especially um, when I did the review of two chains pretty girls like trap music. I basically said that, you know, that I'm not really that much of a fan of trap sound and trap music just for me personally. But I thought that that album in particular was one of the best ones that came out that year. Like I said, I've known a lot about him based on a true story uh, was really, I'll say one of the, besides Pretty Girls Like Trap Music too. Besides those two albums, I really don't go to his music that often and I don't even go to those albums that often. So that's kind of my familiarity with uh, 2 Chains. But let's get right into this particular episode and some of the things that I took from this is because that's usually our, our format that we go by as well is um, the theme that I took or the the overarching consistent feel and I got hustle and ambition as as the two main things that I, I took as the theme for two changes because from the beginning it just everything about 
what he was saying and, and what they showcased showed his hustle mentality of he's thinking about how in, I don't want to say necessarily how you can monetize off of it, but he's thinking in that business mentality of what way can I, and it sounds harsh as well too, when you say take advantage of or gain advantage, but I don't think he does it in, or does it in a malicious way to harm somebody, but it is to gain a, a, a upper uh, financial advantage is what I kind of took from it. Because I really think he, I do think he's a humble person and I do think he is uh, very personable and approachable and that he is very caring is what I got as well from uh, this uh, particular episode. What about you? I did see a lot of that throughout the entire um, theme. What I took away from the theme is, I'm going to be real. I mean, it didn't really interest me so much. So I was like, it's not that I wasn't tuning out. It was more I was being selective with which areas that seemed to interest me during this episode. One of them was about, it was kind of during the, it was, I think it was during the first part where he was with all those chicks, like, like a little group of eight. Mm-hmm. And he's like next to him and stuff. They're all like, you know, posing on him or whatnot or whatever the hell they're doing. And uh, just when I saw that, he just had this like, I don't give a fuck attitude. So when you were saying the hustle and ambition, I think that also ties into it too is yeah, you probably had to do be like that in order for him to succeed because some people, they know themselves. Um, if you're really aware, like, yeah, I'm not going to fall for that. Cause I know I'm going to fuck everything up. I just got to keep it going. Keep mm-hmm. my, keep uh running and keep going. So now that you bring that up, it does bring up, it like confirms the hustle and the ambition that you pointed out. But other than, Oh, and the end was when he was um, sitting on the chair and just kind of having like a, a human like response <laughs> but what i mean by that is he was being emotional uh more so that part like he seemed way more mellowed out versus kind of how i usually hear him at least the mm. media it's kind of it's so weird that the media kind of want to shows you one way but then when you actually watch this documentary you get to know them individually with <laughs> all these episodes and then you actually get to see the humane side of them it's kind of it's kind of cool one of the things that i did take from that theme that I was talking about of hustle and ambition is that he kind of brings it up as well is that he was kind of a product of his environment. Like he saw hustlers, he saw people uh, figuring out ways to make it work, to succeed and be more in, in a better financial position. A lot of those ways weren't, you know, the most legal way. But again, it's, it, it highlighted to me that how important it is for children and just youth and just people to see people that look like you doing different careers being able to see somebody that looks like you that's a doctor but also seeing someone that looks like you that's a lawyer uh that's a a police officer a firefighter a teacher a janitor somebody that works at a supermarket just so you have a breadth of ideas of these are the things i can be versus being very selective and saying well i only see people that look like me doing this Mm. so therefore i feel like i have to do this and this is my only option unfortunately that's a lo- that's very common in a lot of areas it's just all perception and how you view it you think you think this is how the world is and this is how you you got to adapt or you're going to die it's just the basic act of survival at that at that point but I, yeah i agree that's kind of the biggest things that i took away from that theme when you let's i just want to go to just the personally I feel like I learned, as you stated, like I felt like I learned a lot about him personally. I felt in comparison to what we see in the media, I felt he's giving and considerate. I would have never, not to say that he couldn't be, but I never saw him in the light of how he was with his family. Just in how caring and attentive he was to, you know, even the scene with um, uh, his son sneezing, like, you know, 
cover your mouth. But, you know, that's the normal parent response. But, you know, bless you. And and just being okay with the snot, like the the uh, remnants of the sneeze on his forehead and just wiping it off. But, like, just being a dad. Because the in juxtaposition to how we see him in the media and how we see him in normal situations is, uh, as we saw similar to in the beginning, which I thought was interesting, is that juxtaposition of him being talking about, you know, my Gucci. Well, I got the Gucci glasses on. Should I go with the Gucci belt or go with the... I don't know, you know, like that idea of, you know, being so very upfront and open about the materialism that he's he's portraying at that scene, but then having that juxtaposed to him being so attentive and being so caring as a family, as a father, uh, a husband, and as well as his interactions with other people. Um, we brought that up on several of the other ones of, you know, the interactions that we've seen with other people. It seemed like everybody felt that he didn't, uh, everybody around him felt comfortable. They didn't feel even, um, I think her name was Cupid, the dancer. Oh, the dancer, yeah. How yeah, she was. even talked about just him, that he, he just felt like real, attainable, uh, funny, uh, business savvy, uh, attentive, but not crossing the lines, like anything of that nature, because that's kind of the image that you kind of see with not necessarily just him, but how they portray hip hop of misogynistic in those realms. And she kind of broke that mode of like, and what you would think, especially in comparison to that scene of how he's around a lot of women. So you kind of get that imagery that it might be presented or that person might abide by those ideas, but he doesn't. I thought it was interesting. He's kind of both of what we expect. He's ex- He is about the materialism because he talks about it in his clothes and everything like that. But he's also about the opposite of what we don't think, like I said, about the family. He talks about being in the trap. But 2 Chains is a very smart, he's very intellectual, he's, he's a very smart individual, business savvy, and just book smart as well, which people don't necessarily attest to him. Yeah, or anybody in that sort of hip-hop genre yeah. itself. It's, I think there's a preconceived notion that they're either high school dropouts, they used to sell drugs. I mean, let's be honest, a lot of them have probably have done so, maybe very little, but um, we expect that. We expect that to uh, with that sort of upbringing because they're in this sort of thing. It's like we always have this automatic labeler, judger. It just seems like we have that on society, and I'm pretty sure it's um it's true. When we saw that's that's why I brought this up is because I think it was vital to show people like yeah you used to seeing two chains this way, but this documentary here you're about to see a whole different side of them. I mean hell, that's why maybe in an example you've had someone tell you. Man, I've never seen that side of him before. That's fucking crazy. I didn't know he was a party animal like this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sometimes it just takes the right scenario, the right timing for everything to well, unfold. One of the other things that I did take away from the, the personal aspect of it was kind of how positive he is. Just even in his situations and just how he talks about the downsides to his things. He always talks about it from the aspect of, well, I gained a lot from it. Instead of, it, instead of approaching it from the negative aspects even to the aspect of his father not being around because of him being locked up and him being like, I could be like a lot of other people I saw around me mad at him about it. And he was, he was like, no. And that also to me showed his social, social awareness and the intellectual properties of that because he was aware that he, he understood what was bigger than him. He's like, I understand that my dad was trying to do something to support us. Now, how he went about doing that, you might have a, you might can form an argument about. 
but I understand the, his intentions. And therefore, he she's coming from a place of forgiveness and understanding. Uh, which my, I, I think was uh, was just an interesting perspective. You know, it reminds me of uh, the Notorious B.I.G. song where he basically was uh, mad at the people that called the cops on him when he was trying to make his money to feed his daughter. It just reminded me of that when you uh, brought that up about the intention part. And that's like, yep, even there too. The intention was good. He was not that he wanted to, but he had to to feed a child of his, put food on the table, you know? Yeah. For this, I'll say for this particular episode, there wasn't much else for me to grab on that personal aspect of it besides the things that we just mentioned and the fact that I, again the thing that took hold to me the most was the fact of him wanting to give back to the people that that are around him and just that the caring quality of him that I'm not saying that I wouldn't expect it but it's not the first thing that I would that my mind went to based on again the the visuals and just the impact that you see the media give to him and so I thought that was very important, but I want to ask you, in comparison to this episode, how, how do you relate this episode to the other episodes? How do you feel about this episode in comparison to other episodes? I'm going to be really honest. I didn't think this episode really resonated with the others in my perception mm-hmm. because, well, aside from the lack of interest in this one versus the other five, the other four that we recorded, um, this one just didn't really speak out to me. It didn't really grasp me. It was just... I don't even know. You can't even like say it was a typical documentary. You can't even really say that. It was. I just know it was very different. So I guess it would didn't meet my expectations into my expectations for the other ones. Gotcha. So it didn't meet that. Mm-hmm. So to me, that there's where my lack of interest came. So at this point, I didn't really see any correlation except I just liked that at the end we or toward the middle towards the end we saw um, a more personal side of him. I'm like, oh, you know what? That's pretty dope. That's good for him. But there's like still nothing like more than that. It doesn't move the needle. I'll say I have similar feelings. It didn't really resonate with me uh, as much, definitely as much as the other ones. I'll say this is my least favorite of the episodes so far. But I don't think it's a bad documentary. I just think it's, it just, again, it just didn't speak to me on a personal level. And I think that's, that's what will gravitate to me. But that's, that's the whole point of having, you know, eight or seven piece documentary is, you know, Every part of the documentary or every person in the documentary is not going to resonate with you. Yeah, um, right. But again, I don't think it was shot poorly or is uh, directed poorly or that uh, two changes lacking in, in his uh, abilities. It's just, again, I'm not a trap music person anyway. So that musical aspect of it, which is the source of, you know, that's the core of it is the music. For all of these artists is the music and then how the music relates personally. So if... I guess if the music doesn't quite resonate with me, maybe that's the reason why this documentary didn't resonate with me. I guess uh, we normally go to how do we view 2 Chains now, and we, I feel like we kind of already expressed that. It's basically like I, I respect his grind. I respect his ambition. I respect his caring quality, and I wish him success moving forward, and just keep, keep, just keep doing your thing, man, because it's, it's working. And My view it changed a little bit. It went from being, oh, I haven't really done my work. So in terms of like finding out, doing more research about who he is, more just like, eh, I'll just stick to my judgment call. And then uh, once this episode kind of woke me up and I get to see the different light that he is showing, my view on him now is definitely I respect him a lot more as a person. And 
again, adding on to what you're saying, since he's really ambitious and he's a hustler, you know, go get go get what's yours, man. Go go after that shit. You know, take it. Other than that, like I wish him the best. I wish him much respect and props. And maybe we will run into each other one time, and he might be able to be on the podcast. Like who knows? Yeah. So like I said, uh, this is a good documentary. Go check it out. It's Rapture or Rapture on uh, Netflix, uh, produced by Nas. And uh, this episode was specifically about Two Chains. If if you do like trap music. That would be my the album I would say you should go listen to. Uh, Pretty girls like trap music. Uh, that's a it's it's a good album for those that do like trap music, and even for me that's someone that doesn't really like trap music that much. Uh, I found a, a good majority of the album likable. <laughs> so, uh, and that says a lot for me. That's gonna end it for uh, this rapture discussion on two chains. So please come back and listen to another episode. And again, thank you, Mr. Damon, Mr. Transman, for coming for from Vibrations Podcast. Go check that out again. The link will be in the description. And you know our motto, live, listen to some great music, and above all, love more. We out. See you guys later.